Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the We Are Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Viral Viper, aka Viper Freeze, with my co-host, The Renegade Enigma. And we're back with a new episode. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. We're, we're back with a new episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so here's here's a little spoiler spoiler to most of you, and I don't want to get this confused, but we have been getting ripped off because on a script for our podcast we record at the end of the week. We record at the end of the week after everything is done, but we write down a script. Sometimes the script gets leaked and people, our mates, always steal from us, bruv. Bruv, they always steal from us. Bloody hell. Like, it is really, like, it's really funny because people that see stuff on Twitter and then just automatically go, hey, bruv, I, I have to steal. Now, wait, what? Why did you, you just post that on your, okay, all right, fine. Or they'll half-ass listen to something that some people say and then go, I'm reporting on this and it's wrong. We here at we here at wearewrestling.com, we like to very nicely tell you the truth. We don't lie to you. We don't make shit up or take half facts and go. Yeah, this is happening. No, no, no. We give you the truth, and we give you spoilers, and we give you the news. That's what we do. And, like, my my thing, because, like, you're, like, the news guy and whatever. I give opinions. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like, that's all I do. Opinions, like, I don't bullshit around. <laughs> that would be cool. To- no, no. Even if it's bad, I tell you my opinion. But, yeah. We had to get that out of the way. So, I want your opinion, since you're the opinion guy. Okay. How do you feel about Goldberg versus Roman Reigns? For the Universal Championship at WrestleMania. How do you feel about that? Had you asked me this a year ago, which you actually did, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I would say, hell no. Like, that stupid Roman Reigns is boring and, oh my God, Goldberg. Like, what the fuck, right? Mm -hmm. But with this new version of Roman Reigns, it could be fucking vicious. Like, he could take him out. Okay. Here's the thing. Uh-huh. I have three things okay. this, well, no. that I'm going to say, and I know, I know it's going to be like a cop out. Okay. It's going to be like a cop out. Okay. Because I have three things I want to say about this situation. All right. Uno. One, it might happen at WrestleMania. There's not a hundred percent. It might happen at WrestleMania. That's just like two. It, um, it, Rock can't do it, right? I didn't get to my number two. Okay. That was my number two. Okay, thus. Two. Two. 
maybe this is a fucking smokescreen to get to the rock. And three, Tres. it could just be total, complete bullshit. Yeah. Like, it could just be complete bullshit. And I know people are like, no, he said it, motherfucker. He actually said it. No, no, I know he actually said it, but was he trolling? Like, that's the thing. Was he trolling? Yes, he has two more matches left on his contract, so he has to fulfill those obligations. Whether you want him to or not, he has to fulfill those obligations. Now, here's why this seems very odd and suspicious. Because, one, it came out of nowhere because they were interviewing him and he just basically jokingly said, Roman Reigns, you're next. Like, basically... Like saying it, and remember, over the SummerSlam weekend, he showed up in the Thunderdome. Yeah, during the Roman match. I remember. So yeah, this like all the seeds are planted there, but it seems a little suspicious to me, just to me, because of the Sting reemergence. Did they go, hey, we want? It seems a little suspicious. They brought an old guy That's in. We're going to bring an old guy in. <laughs> yeah, it seems suspicious. But I feel like... I feel like... The money match, the marquee match, the one that WWE could win all of the favor and all of the dollars with is the Rock match. Hell yeah. Now, the reason I'm very skeptical about the Rock match happening is because we're getting a vaccine. We're going to be start moving into the phase of everybody needs to get back to work. Work is going to be happening and people are going to be doing things. Movies are going to be filmed. Huh? Yeah. So that means it's going to is going to be filming of movies. People are going to be back to work, which means Rock is going to be back to work. Biggest movie star in the whole entire world. He's not going to jeopardize anything for a match at WrestleMania. Basically. Like I said, it's it depends on him. If he really wants to put his cousin over and do this, grand stage with Maul, it'll happen. But right now, it's up in the air, so the Goldberg thing does seem plausible, but also, at the same time, I feel like it can just be... It's, it can be somewhere else. Like... I don't know why. I just don't feel like this is it. I don't feel like this is the match. It's not happening. I feel something off about this match. Like, just these two being together, I know that they're going to have a match. It's going to happen. I don't feel like it's happening to WrestleMania. It's something in my mind that's bothering me saying, this isn't the WrestleMania match. This isn't... They're not giving you what you think they're giving you. There's something off here. I don't know why, but I feel like it's something off. Like they have it before WrestleMania. I can see it. Yeah. He's facing Daniel Bryan at Royal Rumble. So from there, I have no idea where they're going. Yeah. Like, yeah, the Daniel Bryan thing is like, for sure, I think. After that, like, I couldn't think what the hell they're going to go. Yeah, I I know I gave my my thing on here was Brian wins the title and then we have Big E versus Brian. 
like that was that was my thing and I don't know if that's where they're gonna go they could go there they could go Big E versus Roman because it's very suspicious Big, Big E has been missing and every time he wrestles he gets the win and he gets his he just got new music he's doing a whole new makeover it's something suspicious that if you guys have been listening to us when we predicted at this time last year that Drew McIntyre was being groomed to be the champion everybody literally came to this podcast and was like no oh, you guys don't know what the fuck you're talking about you guys don't know what the fuck you're talking about he won the Royal Rumble it was like Oh, maybe you guys know what we're talking about. Yeah, pay attention. Like, we're not just bullshitting. This might be a fucking thing, dude. So prepare yourselves. Always pay attention to the small little details. Uh-huh. So they need to be prepared. Yep. So that that's on the card. Then... Edge and Orton is still on the card, by the way. Don't don't misconstrue it. It's still on the card. Yeah. Edge and Orton's still there. It's not for the title, so it's okay. Yeah, well, yeah. It's not for the title, but it's still a thing. They'll try to make it for the title, but like it's still a thing. And the other match I want to get into, I'm going to get into later because it plays into Monday Night Raw. Okay. But we're gonna go to war games. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're going to war games. It, here's the thing, right? Uh-huh. I saw a couple, not even a couple, a lot of controversial takes about war games, and some of them were valid, some of them were invalid. But there was a lot of controversial takes about war games. Like one of the controversial takes was the women's match. They was like, yeah, the women's match was great, but the women's match went just a little bit too long. It was violent. It was crazy. It was awesome. I'm not gonna say it went too long. Yeah, I don't feel like it went too long either. It was a lot of Eel Shirai did a jump off the cage in a trash can, which was awesome. It was a lot of table spots, chair spots, ladder spots. It was it was crazy and gruesome. And like I said all the time, girls do it better. Like they legit do it better. Like their matches are fucking just great. Their match was just fucking awesome. Manny, this was the first match. Like, I told you, yeah, I don't think anything's going to top this. <laughs> yes. But everything came really close, but they didn't top it, but it came really close. Yeah. But yeah, the match was crazy and psychotic. And the ending was not the ending that I picked. It was not the ending that I picked. And it's like we're gonna get into like why is like we're getting like we're covering everything, but like I'm just letting you know just 
bookmark the rest of this because Raquel Gonzalez beat Io Shirai. Io Shirai is a champion. You pin a champion, you get a title shot. I did not see that coming at all. No, I didn't either. And the thing is, like, I'm not even going, oh, Raquel Gonzalez doesn't deserve it because she can't wrestle. It's just, she has been turning herself up from zero to 50 recently. Like, her last couple of matches, everybody walked into the match going, oh, this is going to be so dumb. It's going to be so dumb. To everybody walking out of the match going, holy shit, she's really fucking awesome. Out of nowhere. Yes. So, I'm not saying it's a bad move. I'm not saying they shouldn't have done it. It's just unexpected. It's just like supremely unexpected. Like, I wouldn't have like guessed this in a million years and been like, yo, she's really awesome. I wouldn't have guessed it. But she is. She is. It's going to be a good match. Yes, it is. So from there, we went to the next match, which was a strap match between Cameron Grimes, baby. I was waiting for you to do your tune the moon thing. Oh no, no, no! I, I thought you like you was gonna like you was gonna cut me off and go to fucking like the other guy. To the moon. <laughs> and Timothy Thatcher. Like okay. <laughs> no, I mean not Timothy Thatcher. Um, <laughs> Dexter Loomis. Fuck, wrong person. Wrong person. Wrong person. Dexter Loomis. See, that's why they did Here's the, the thing. thing. It threw you off. <laughs> yeah, see, you should have you should have said it while I was, and I would have said Dexter Loomis. <laughs> Here's the thing. Going into this match, it was like average. Okay, we're this is gonna be an average match. It's gonna be a skippable match. I could probably look at my phone. I could probably do something, play a game. I I could do something while this match is going on because this match isn't gonna be good. 100% wrong. They brought it. They fucking brought it. They made me entertained. I was like, holy shit, this is actually fucking good. Yes. Like, this was fucking, like, this was better than I expected because I expected it to be a cheap, corny, like, jokey joke type of strap match. No, it was actually brutal and it actually fucking was awesome. Like, I've never seen before in a strap match. Loomis tied up he tied up Cameron Grimes' legs he tied him up and then put him in a submission and choked him out with the strap on his head and I was like hey, what the fuck like you, you're you gonna kill that dude and he, he beat him that way and I was like wow that, that that's different I actually loved it I fucking loved it yeah then we had the match of the night, in my opinion, and I really enjoyed the shit out of this match. I fucking love this match. It was Timothy Thatcher versus Tommaso Ciampa, and it just got brutal, violent, ass-kicky, and it just was one of those fucking matches that you watch and go, 
holy shit, that was good. It just was fucking awesome. Like, it's weird. Like, this match reminded me how good Tommaso Ciampa actually is as a wrestler. Yes. Like, he's not just a brawler. Like, you know we give shit, well, at least I give shit, to fucking, um, what's his name, Moxley and whatever. But last match he had, like, he actually wrestled. Same thing with Mm -hmm. with Ciampa. Yes. This match was just so good. Like, and Timothy Thatcher's ear started bleeding and it was bleeding all over and it made the match like way more brutal. It just, just was fucking, God, it was just great. Like, that I love it. ain't careful. He's gonna wind up like fucking Mick Foley missing a fucking ear. It's okay. He'll, he'll look even more badass. <laughs> missing teeth, missing ear. You know, he, and man's falling apart. He's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, that that match was great. I loved it. And Choppa won. So yeah, that was a that was a big deal. Then, then we had the triple threat North American title. Damien Priest, Johnny Gargano, and Leon Ruff. They fucking put on a show. Yes. They put on a show. Like, they really were, they were going at it, and they showed, like, everybody what kind of match they can do and why this match was so good. And it was like, holy shit, you get, what? Like, it was that crazy. It it was fucking awesome. All three of them, mind you. Mm-hmm. People sleep on Leon Ruff. Like, he good as shit. Mm-hmm. And then it winded up ending when like 30 scream killers came and attacked Damon Priest. And it was like, okay. And then one specifically hit him over the top of the head and he fell down and Johnny Gargano pinned Leon Ruff. And right after that, the Scream Killer took off his mask and said, it was me, Austin. It was me all along. <laughs> I left my ass off at that. Yes, it was Austin Theory that was one of the Scream Killers. And it was like, oh, okay. Okay, that makes sense. And for all the people who are like, wait, why was it Austin Theory? Um, go back like six weeks when Austin Theory and Johnny Gargano were having their little family feud thing. And that's how it started. That's how those two became a group. Yeah. Yeah, because now it's actually a group if you like add in... Um... Candice and Indy. We didn't get there yet. But, uh, no, I'm saying that. Just, go ahead. Uh, just go ahead and jump. They are now a group. They're a group called The Way. They are fucking great. See, that's they are great. See, that's you. They're great. I wasn't spoiling it because they are, because like she's been had Indy. 
Yes, now he has Austin yeah. and their group called The Way, which they had already said that the name was coming to the thing, but nobody knew what it was for. And we are all stupid because we should have just known it's the Gargano Way. They've been saying this for years. They've been fucking saying this for years. It's the Gargano way. Why didn't no one think of that way? Because everyone's dumb. Apparently, yes. Including us, apparently. So are we. Yes, we are. But now they're a group and they're going to... I don't know if they're taking over WWE or NXT or what are they doing? I don't know what's happening with them. I'm very confused. I'm I'm very confused. In theory, not Austin. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, could lose the North American title. Hear me out, right? Mm-hmm. He could lose it, and then theory could get it, right? Gargano could win mm-hmm. the world title. Candice mm-hmm. could win the women's title. Then her and Indy. So when the tag team titles, but those titles go everywhere. So in theory, in theory, once again, at Austin, they could like rule all in NXT. Okay. Okay. I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but you know, that's the way they could go. Oh, it's yeah, it's definitely not gonna happen. <laughs> but yeah. They're a they're a crew now, and that is just it's weird because it, it's Johnny and Candace with their children, and it's very weird. We'll get into it when we the, cover the show. Like we get it's it's just weird. <laughs> it's just fucking weird. Because I ain't mean for you like to tell them like the name of the group and all that. It just like it's obviously very cool. It's still weird. <laughs> then we had the main event of War Games, which was the men's War Game match, which was Team Undisputed Era versus Team The Brand. Pat McAfee, Oni Lorcan, Danny Birch, and Peter Dunn. Peter. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt like he needed a double syllable name for some reason. I don't know why. I just feel like he does. But yeah, they had one freaking hell of a match too. And everybody has been talking about how good Pat McAfee is, all the stuff that he's done. Pat McAfee is good in the ring and outside of the ring. It's fucking awesome. Told you so. Yeah, but people don't believe us. But the match was brutal. It was crazy. The brand had names of each of the undisputed members on a table, and they were going to put each one of them through their respective tables. But that didn't happen because they got put through tables. <laughs> so, yeah. It was and, the one that, like I said, fish, and I kept calling it the fish table. <laughs> And it went right through the fish table. Not Bobby Fish, but Oni Lorcan. 
Was it him? Yeah, it was him. Yeah. <laughs> and Pat McAfee did a swanton off the top of the cage onto everybody. Yeah, that was fucking amazing. Like, mm-hmm. better than Jeff, I would say. That's how good it was in my opinion. It was good. And Kyle O'Reilly picked up the win when he pinned Danny Burch. After he dropped the knee on him and busted his mouth wide open. With a chair but he, on his face. He picked up the win. So I have to preface this with saying earlier in the night, Killer Cross's promo played and he's on his way back to NXT. TikTok. So, yeah. So Kyle O'Reilly won the men's war game for his team, Undisputed Era. And now the Undisputed Era is back running things in NXT. So it seems. So it seems. So that was War Games. Yep. So we kick off NXT, the show on USA, with the Prince, Finn Balor, coming out to talk about his championship and him running NXT and being a guy in everything. Well, Pete Dunne shows up. And all I can say is, oh my God, I hope this match happens. Wait. But I also, <laughs> I also remember that, wait, Kyle O'Reilly and him have beef, and their beef is not officially done. Like, he wants to get back at Kyle O'Reilly for breaking his jaw, so it's not officially done. And what happens? Kyle O'Reilly shows up. It's like, oh. Well, you think that it's done. But there's more. But then Punishment Martinez shows up. And they're all <laughs> arguing in <laughs> Damien Priest. God damn it. <laughs> and they're all done. And I mean, they're arguing and Finn leaves. And Finn's like, hey, listen, listen here. You guys figure out who the hell is going to face me. At New Year's Evil on January 6th on the USA Network. You guys figure it out. I'm the champion. I don't have to figure out nothing. He takes a step back and then all of a sudden he hears the Killer Cross music and he looks and here comes Scarlet. And Scarlet dances around him and he says, Tell your boyfriend when he's ready to play, I'm right here. And he walks off. So yeah, that that sets up some things. But there's more. Wait, there was no more to that segment. That was the end of it. No, there was there was more to that. Remember, fucking uh, um, what you call it? Punishment Martinez, as you call him, or Demon mm-hmm. Priest. He called up to her and said, like, something about her boyfriend. And, yeah. 
like he she gave him like a girl like a mean look which comes into play later it's Finn says something, yeah but then she says something too I mean he says something yeah yeah and then we went to I forgot what happened next something <laughs> we had a tag team match with tag teams um a triple threat tag team match it was no I know the tag teams I was being dramatic <laughs> yeah cause you tag teams that this shit you were so upset. <laughs> I don't. I don't even want to get into it because <laughs> all of my tag teams were there. All of it, and they were in one match, and somebody had to win and somebody had to lose. I was upset because it was a triple threat between Everrise, the Grizzle Young Vets, and Imperium. That's for a good bastard. I'm like. So Vic, who do you think gonna win? Fuck you. <laughs> what? Fuck you. I don't wanna talk about it. <laughs> I, I did I did not wanna talk about this. I didn't I didn't want anybody to lose. But somebody had to win and somebody had to lose. Oh, this sucks. It sucks so much. And the bad part was it was a great tag team match, but somebody still had to lose. Well, actually, two people had to lose. <sighs> that sucks. Wait, it sucks. Since there's teams, technically, four people had to lose. <laughs> you you want to make it worse? Yes. You want to make it worse? Yes. You want to make it worse? Don't make it worse. Much worse. No, much worse. <laughs> so the match was going on, and the grizzled young vets pick up the win. Which now make my team ever rise not undefeated anymore. And if I'm looking, they're the ones that actually got pinned too, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because you could have counted it and said they, they didn't get pinned, but no, they did. They did. It sucks. It sucks. So then we had one of those backstage thingies with Zaya Lee and Boa getting trained and getting beaten. I was about to say with sledgehammers, with <laughs> with kendo sticks and getting water thrown on them and getting whooped and just getting beat up. And then you just see this lady with hands and you're like, oh, who is this lady? What are you, lady? They were doing like now, training and shit. Yes, here's the thing. If you guys have been paying attention to us, which you probably haven't because you think we're just full of shit. We're just some talkers, but the ones who actually pay attention are like, hey, they said that. So earlier this week, the trademark came out for someone named Karen Kwan. Hmm. Why does that seem weird? Because Karen Q is the mystery lady, and her new name is Karen Kwan, and she's going to be the leader of this little group. So, there. There you have it. I was right. You were wrong. Keep telling you people, you're freaking weird. Just listen to me. 
Jesus. So yeah, that happened. Quick question. Then we have uh-huh. like, like fucking what's her name? Uh, Zaya Lee had a tattoo on her hand. Has she always had that, or mm-hmm. that part of the gimmick? That's part of the gimmick. Zaya Lee and Boa both have tattoos on their hand because that's part of the new gimmick. Oh, okay. Okay. I didn't know that was new or not. <clears throat> it's part of it's part of the gimmick. Okay. It's not really a thing. It's just you know, like they're trying to be I was gonna say possessed, but I don't think that's the right word. That's not the right wording, right? I don't think so. Nah, that might not be the right word. Yeah, there there's something. There's something. So yeah. And then we had Tommaso Ciampa versus Cameron Grimes, baby. This was actually, this is actually really good because once again, Ciampa was wrestling his fucking ass off. So Ciampa beat the shit out of Cameron Grimes and Timothy Thatcher comes down and sits at ringside. He's sitting there. And Chompa's like, why are you sitting there? He didn't say anything. Chompa's beating up Grimes. And then all of a sudden, Tyler Russ runs in. And Tyler Russ gets beat up by Chompa and thrown out. But Chompa turns around and still beats Cameron Grimes. And he walks up to Timothy Thatcher and was like, did you do this? Did you send him out here? And he's like, dude, I had no idea why he came out here. And him and Chompa have a stare down and walks away. And then Cameron Grimes comes out and is like, hey, man, I thought you were going to help me. Well, you thought wrong because you got your ass whipped. Because Timothy Thatcher beat the hell out of him. Put him in like an ass so, yeah. or something, right? Mm-hmm. And looked like he snapped his ankle, but fake snapped his ankle. Yeah. So then we go to commercial and we come back from commercial and Malcolm Bivens is talking to Tyler Russ. It's like, oh, okay. And he's like, hey, man. Hey. Why don't we team up? He's like, okay. All right. So we have a match with Pete Dunne and Killian Damo. So after the opening segment when everybody had beef Pete Dunn was coming in the back and Pete Dunn got attacked by Killian Damo because he was the one who kicked the door on Killian Damo so Killian Damo and him have a match and it just it goes off the rails it really goes off the rails they're wrestling and then all of a sudden Drake Maverick and Ernie and Bert show up and it's just like a thousand people out there. It was so confusing that I didn't know if Pete Dunn actually picked up the win or they let him win by disqualification. Which one happened? I wouldn't say he probably won by disqualification because like, I really don't know what happened either. Like it was so chaotic. Yeah, it, it was it was really weird. Because Drake showed up out of nowhere. Like I don't even know where he came from. 
he jumped over the guardrail because he was getting chased by Ernie and Bert. Oh, okay. Because I feel like he just like appeared, like he emerged, like it was crazy. Yeah, no, he he jumped over the thing because of Ernie and Bert. So after that, we go to the back, and we're having an interview with Tony Storm, and they're talking to Tony. And all of a sudden, Il Sharab walks up to her. This was funny as hell. Il says, I don't have a problem with you. Okay. But I don't like you. What? And they just start fighting. <laughs> what? What? She punched the shit out of her. Yeah. And they just start fighting. And they fought all the way to the ring. And they were going at it just beating the shit out of each other and then Tony tried to leave and Ember Moon came out and Ember Moon threw her back in the ring and as soon as she got back in the ring Il Shirai hit her with the moonsault and Il Shirai standing victorious over Tony Storm Ember said something I like, s- the, like karma's a bitch or something like that yeah she said she said something about karma's a bitch but I, I smell something. I smell something in the air. I know what's going to happen. I know where this is going. I know where this is going. February. Takeover. Tony Storm versus Io Shirai. I smell it. For the championship. It's happening. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Then we had Jake Atlas versus Isaiah Swerve. Scott. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like he had a whole new- Swerve. Swerve had a whole new demeanor and Swerve had red streak in his hair. It was like, huh, that's weird. That is very weird. You know why it was weird? Because Swerve was acting like a bad guy. Jake Atlas winds up pinning him and he gets mad and he starts acting like he hears voices in his ear. And what did you say, Renegade? Because you said something. Oh, you actually want me to bring that up? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, years ago, for those of you that don't remember, they did the same fucking thing with our truth Because, like, our truth had a match against, I want to say it was against um, John Morrison. Mm-hmm. John Morrison was his boy and whatever. Uh, R-Truth was in a match for the number one contendership or whatever. I want to say it was Elimination Chamber. He lost, got out of it. Had the same reaction. And that's how we got the mm-hmm. we have now, now. Like, the crazy motherfucker. Only thing then, he was a bad guy. Like, he would talk to himself and shit like that. I'm hoping yes. they don't do that with Swerve. Because if they do it with Swerve, like to me it's racist like so what huh why because like you can't think of another way to turn an African American heel like you have to make him crazy you have to snap they have to talk to themselves like this is the second time yeah of course this is the second time like, but uh, here's the thing right I don't think going. yeah I don't think that that's where they're gonna go 
I don't think that's what they're gonna. I okay. think it's gonna be something totally different. I think he's just gonna be angry and he's gonna beat the shit out of him. Like if it's that okay, but like if he starts yeah. humping himself, like he if he brings out his own version of Little Jimmy, like what the fuck? Yeah, I don't think they're gonna do that. I think they're gonna do better stuff. So then we have the Gargano way or the way where Johnny and Candace with their children, Austin and Indy, come out. And Candace has a broken hand from War Games. And Johnny presents her with a trophy and says, Since I'm Johnny Takeover, you're Candace War Games. He's like, Oh, that's cute. Don't skip over and they were, injury. He had a severe injury too. <laughs> no, I'm skipping over that injury because he didn't even know where his injury was. Because <laughs> he pulled up his lip. If you watch that bag, he pulls up his lip and he points to the wrong side and then he goes, no, right here. <laughs> no, I, I you didn't know where that's that's why I said it. Plus, like he like said, Oh, I had so many stitches. In my head, like I, I don't know how many stitches he actually got, but I don't think there was many. It wasn't. Maybe it two, wasn't. two to three max. Yes. So, after that, they're doing this promo and they're talking and Damien Priest comes out and Damien Priest is like, yo, next week, me and Leon Ruff are going to kick your ass and your ass and he's like no 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 and Damien Priest got his ass kicked by Karrion Cross. and when I mean ass kicked I mean ass kicked he kicked his ass Damn, he power bombed him through a table and he hit his head on the fire extinguisher fucked him up so I'm seeing a match at New Year's Evil Carrying Cross versus Punishment Martinez, Damian Priest. Same thing. I'm okay with it. Yes. So they go to commercial and they come back, and Gargano and his family are walking, and they see Leon Ruff, and he tells Leon Ruff, he's like, hey, you, you, you're going to lose next week in this tag team match. It's over. And then Leon Ruff starts to get sad. And then Kishida comes out of nowhere and says, I'll be your partner. And Leon Ruff gets happy again. And Johnny's like, what? And it cuts. Here we go again. Another prediction. Kishida will face Johnny Gargano for the North American title at New Year's Evil. That's going to be a match. Yes, I'm going to like it. Then we had the last match. Ember Moon versus Raquel Gonzalez. Once again, Raquel Gonzalez is really good. She's really good. She's like, she's way better. Way, way, way better than she should be. Mm-hmm. And her and Ember had a great match. And she beat Ember 
But then after the match, Tony Storm came out to beat up Ember because Ember hit her earlier and threw her in the ring. So Tony came to get revenge. And Tony stomping her out, and Tony, as she's stomping her, Rhea Ripley's music hits, and she jumps, and she, she makes the funniest reaction. She's she's just awesome. Like, it's hard and to fucking Rhea, explain, like, what she did, because it was so comical. Like, he, he got yes. Yes, she's she's so great. She she gets it. And Rhea comes in the ring, and Rhea is looking at Raquel. Raquel is looking at Rhea, and they're having a standoff. And I'm thinking to myself, did they or did they not finish their feud a while ago? Like, isn't it dead? Like, I swear they killed it, right? Uh, evidently not. I I really thought they killed it, but I was like, oh, it's over. I was like, it's no more, right? It's no more, right? Uh, apparently, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I was wrong as hell. <laughs> they're, they're still going. Still going. But, yeah, that was the end of NXT. Yeah. So, here's the thing, right? This definitely sets up Eel versus Raquel because I mean not Eel versus Yeah, that's right, I'm right. I said it backwards. Eel versus Raquel. This this sets up their feud for the title. Like they should have the feud, right? Because she not only pinned her, she fuck like she should have the, she should have the number one contendership, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, why is it like seventy six other people in in this whole entire thing? Because the women's division in NXT is fucking crazy. Like you don't know what the hell's gonna go happen. That's true. That is so true. <laughs> but yeah, that that's where we're at with the state of. NXT. Like I, I thoroughly kind of, I kind of enjoy it. I kind of enjoy it a lot. Like, you know, how do you feel? I, I like not knowing, and like, I know, but I don't know. It's like they could mm-hmm. fucking swerve us and not do Raquel versus Dio. You know? Yeah, but then I would be mad because. Why did she pin Eo for nothing when you could have had Tony pin her? It's gonna happen later. Okay, okay. I, I, I'll go with that. They could also have like a multi-person match. Like I, I don't want that. I know, but that's something they could do. You know. Yeah, I really hope they don't do that. Like it would I be... definitely want. Like off the top of my head, the way like it's looking like Eo versus Raquel versus Tony versus Ember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Ember wanted a match too, if you remember. Yeah. Which I actually see Ember getting them getting a match eventually. Yeah. But yeah, like I, 
I want to see Tony beat EO. That probably happened like in a non-title match beforehand. That way, mm-hmm. set, set that up too. You know, that would conf- yeah. confuse you even more. You know, with either Raquel or Tony. Yeah. But yeah, that, that was that was it. Yeah. So yeah, um, now we can go to AEW. All right. And it started off with a match. Number one contenders. I mean, not number one. Why do I keep saying that? It started off with a match between the Young Bucks versus TX96LR rated R T plus 6 Q NTI 964 11. Wait. I thought that. Wait. What? Technically, you are right, though. Because if. That team, I'm not gonna say all those fucking numbers and letters. Oh man! If, if they were to fucking win, they would be the mm-hmm. number contenders. Mm-hmm. We get a title match like this wasn't for the titles. In all intents and purposes, you're right. It, it, it was a number contender match. Yeah, but if the Bucks win, they get nothing because they already are nothing. I mean, they already are the tag champs. They get to keep the titles. Okay. Wait, this wasn't a non this is a non-title match. Yeah, but if they wait, so they wait, so you mean to tell me they get to defend it against themselves? Okay, I understand now. No, no, no. Cause I, I think if they were defended against them, they would have lost. Because mm-hmm. they're actually like really good. Yeah, they are. But fortunately, slash unfortunately, the Bucks beat them. And okay, this is what bothered me about a little bit of bothered me about this match. There's a team called Abolition or Astonishment yeah. or The Claim. Uh, acclaimed. I knew it was something with Fanatic. Yeah. They're called the Acclaimed. And they've been fucking with the Bucks for a while and they go to charge the ring after the Bucks threw and Helico over the ropes and like earlier and hit one of them. But they go to charge the ring and SCU just comes out of nowhere to save the Bucks. First off, why is SCU coming out to save them? Like that makes no sense to me. And I know it I know it sets up the acclaim versus SCU next week. But why did they come out to save you for no reason? Like they literally had no reason to save. Nothing about that was like, oh shit, I should come on to save the Bucks. Dude, it's just two dudes. Yeah, the Bucks has had a match. It's just two dudes. What what do you want from them? Like, like I feel like I just feel like why did y'all come out and help them? Like, let them fight their own battles. They're their own people. Here's the thing, right? Uh-huh. It's a stupid situation, right? Like mm-hmm. it was like written stupidly. Which makes us ask that stupid question, right? Which mm-hmm. is a stupid, like obvious answer to it, and it's so fucking stupid, right? Mm-hmm. SEU and the Bucks are friends. It's just that simple. But, but still, okay. Second off, like, I don't watch Dark every week. 
And like you literally set up the acclaim last week when they came and threw your book in the trash. And like half the people was like, who the fuck is this? And I just go, oh, I seen him on Dark one time. And like, I don't watch Dark all the time. So I'm not keeping up in a loop of what's happening. So it's really like, you're really not establishing them. Like they're just like some dude. Like it's like when they had Top Flight, they literally, the week Top Flight debuted, they did a video package, they did this. They made people go, oh, that's who Top Flight is. They're brothers. You kind of got oh, they, with them. Yeah. Yeah, you was like, okay. The acclaim just showed up and was just threw a book in the trash. And that's how they're on that's how they're on dynamite now. It's like what like you guys do character development a lot better than this. Why the fuck was this your character development? Like why was this it? They fucked like Yeah, I didn't get that and I I wasn't I didn't enjoy that part because it's a lot of holes in that story and it's like I don't get it. I don't get it. Because weirdly, like, I, I like um, Top Flight. I don't mm-hmm. see you guys. You don't see him. I don't, I don't like these guys. The claim, I don't like them. Yeah, I don't like, I don't like them either because maybe it's their gimmick. I don't know what it is, but it's something about the claim that I'm like, I don't get it. I and mean, part of me... Gimmick. Like, dude, part of me, like, deep down in, like, my soul is they're going to fight the Bucks and they're going to take the titles. Like, and it's going to be some cheap bullshit. Like, I feel like these guys are going to cheat and they're going to take the titles from the Bucks. I feel like it's going to be them and I'm going to be pissed because it's not none of your established tag teams and you put it on them. Like, I feel that in, like, my soul. Like, they're going to wind up doing it because they're going to think, Oh, this is making a team. Dude. They're honestly not worthy of that shit. Like, I'm sorry. Exactly. Like, fucking, uh, um, at Helico and, um, other guy. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Jack Evans. Shit. Yes. I never remember at Helico, but this is the one time I remember at Helico. <laughs> but, that is fucking weird. But at Helico and Jack Evans, they make a way better tag team. Like, they should have won that number of contenders. Exactly. Because they did have a good match with the Bucks. Like, they had a really good match with them. And it's like, I would love to see them get their title shot. Even though they wouldn't win, I would love to see that story progress. But apparently, they fucking went a totally different way. Whatever. Yeah, Whoever's like in charge of booking, like they're weird. Yes. Who is in charge? And of I, you know, one of the EVPs. But I already, I can literally hear right now the fucking AEW fans. The couple, the five that we have that's listening are literally going, "Dude, you guys hate on AEW so much." No, we're actually giving constructive criticism. We're not saying we hate anything. So fucking learn constructive criticism instead of always complaining that somebody hates your fucking company and also you don't work there it's not your fucking company people can criticize a goddamn company we're not burying the bitch we're just fucking criticizing we're just saying we would have did better I really wanted to crit- like, like fucking like shit on them I say the whole thing sucked 
I'm giving credit to the fucking Angelico and um, Jack Evans. Like, I grew up on Jack Evans. Like, for real, for real. Like, what the hell? Like, I know his talent. If you want to see a real burial of a show, stick around to the end and we will bury some shit. But it's not here. We're criticizing and literally just saying shit. And I know you're going to be better. Yeah, it did. I know people are like, oh, well, you gave NXT such a glowing review. Like, I just literally said for 15 minutes, I'm fucking confused. They left me confused. <laughs> like, the fuck? Like, they, no. It's criticism, people. Get over it. Now, back to the show. Then we had Cody Rhodes come out. Cody Rhodes comes out. And he's in the ring. And, okay. I do have to ask this question because this is this is funny to me. They're in Florida. They're in Florida, Florida. Like, not joke Florida. They're in Florida, Florida. Actually, hot Florida. Cody Rhodes has on a suit and overcoat. And I'm looking at him, I'm like, okay, dude, like, it's not cold outside. It's like warm outside. It's almost lukewarm outside. And Cody has like Cody looks like he just stepped out of the snow. Like, hey, it's cold out here. Like, Cody, like, are you anemic? Like, what's wrong? Why? One, he is anemic. Two, he's half Latino, so that's the thing. Also, there's a very huge Cuban population in Florida, so he is half Cubano, so I mean, you, you know, there you go, un poquito, <laughs> un poquito, like yeah, just saying. But yeah, he comes out and he calls Tony out, and all of a sudden, here comes Sting. It's Sting. They ruined that for me. Why did they ruin it for you? Because, like, okay. So he comes out, and Sting was like, you know, Tony, I loved it when you said that. The fans loved it when you said it. Why don't you say it one more time? When you ask for it, it kind of takes it away from me. You know? Like, it, yes. it didn't feel natural, you know? When he did it the first time, like, I actually got vibes of, like, WCW. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like la- last week, I didn't mean to, like, shit all over Sting, because... He's the fucking icon. The fucking icon. Not the WCW icon. Not the TNA icon. He's the icon. And yeah, it gave me those vibes again. Just Sting asking for it. It's like, okay. Like, I'm not really feeling it, but whatever. Dude, like, I didn't, I didn't like this. I'm going to tell you why. So, this thing is talking Sting. Sting starts talking and he's cutting his promo. And I know people are like, well, he, he did it in Impact. No, he wasn't the Sting. He was a Sting. A version of Sting. What you people don't realize, this Sting, the one with the jacket, the darkness, all of this, this is the Sting, the Crow Sting that very rarely talks. 
that's why it was so much mystique around it. When he starts talking, the first thing that pops in my head is, why aren't you surfer Sting? Why aren't you colorful Sting? Why aren't you Sting that's jumping around the colorful Sting? Because that's what your voice sounds like. That's what you remind me of, the Sting that I grew up on, the, the, when, the little Stinger that I was when he was a surfer Sting. That's what reminds me of that. I'm like, wait, your mystique is you barely talk. That was that was the crow version of Sting. Like he barely talked. And like when he said little words, it was like, oh, Sting meant it. And the one thing he always said is the only thing you know about Sting is nothing's for certain. Like, dude, like I fucking get it. But you fucking made me think of the wrong Sting. And I'm like, you should be wearing colors. You should be surfer Sting. Like, he cut this great promo about how it's great to be back in wrestling, how it feels, and how Darby Allen is like a younger version of him. And it's like, I get it, but you could have did it in a different way to make me feel like you are too vibrant for this darkness. I don't like it. Yes, like, Darby Allen. When Darby Allen cuts promos, it's barely talking. And it's slow, and it's Darby. That's how Crow Sting used to be. Not Sting. It's literally Crow Sting with Surfer Sting's body. That's what this is. Wait, no, other way around. Okay, it's <laughs> <laughs> it's Crow Body Sting with Surfer Sting's energy. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, I, I didn't like it either because like he was cracking jokes and shit. Yeah, like he he kind like you pointed it out and like when I watched it, I, I noticed it too. He kind of threatened Cody, not so many words, but like it's like he did, but he didn't, and like wait and see. Like, mm-hmm. I'm scared for Cody. <laughs> But, and I know, like, people are really screaming at us, like, yo, but he was talking to Impact. Once again, this version of Sting, that version of Sting didn't do a lot of talking. You guys weren't around in WCW when this thing existed. He would not do this. Here's the thing. When he first Mm -hmm. ended up in Impact, he was this particular Sting, but not talking. He was, you know, the aura was right. You know, he didn't. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, he did talk, but sparing, you know? Exactly. And, you know, like, he would get, like, real pissed off and really go into dark mode and whatever. Only times he would, like, vary is when he joined the main event, Mafia. That was one. Because that was, mm-hmm. I'm going to call it Mafia's thing, I guess, Mobster's thing. Uh, mm-hmm. When he was general manager's thing, because remember, he was the general manager at one point. Yes. And when he was Joker's thing. Those were the yes. only like um, variations, in my opinion. Maybe I'm missing one or two. But, yeah. That was the reason. But they, they had the perfect thing over there. Yes. And that's what I'm trying to get to the people. That this thing is not the one that talks. Like, he has different versions of Sting. This thing is the one that's just the one that doesn't talk much like even his WWE one he barely said shit 
because he was the dark sting. Like if he would have later on evolved into talking sting, that would have been something different. This one is literally your dark sting one week, next week you're talking sting. That's not how it goes. Like his evolution is usually slower than this. He's usually mysterious. He's weird. He's sting. Like, don't give me this sting. Like, it ruins it for me. It's like it takes me out of the immersion of, oh my God, it's sting. Now I'm like, it's just sting. I didn't like that. I want to feel, oh my God, it's sting. Yeah. I don't want to feel like it's just sting. It's sting. Like it like it fell flat to me because like I like I said, I love sting, but it just felt flat to me. I was like, no, nah, like I really like I really wish like a year or six months or three months down the line you did this, I'd be like, I'm definitely okay with it. You just came back as Dark Sting. You're wrong with it. Yeah, not, not even like Exactly a week later. Yeah, like I like I really wanted more of mysterious sting, dark sting. Nah, sting's just gonna talk and just be normal sting. Like, come on, dude. Now here's a question for you, though. Right? Not saying mm-hmm. it's right, but might be the explanation, right? Mm-hmm. You know how WWE just did with the t- with Taker, right? Like he's the Trinity now. He's like a combination of everything. Mm-hmm. What if that's their take with Sting? Like he's surface thing mixed with Crow Sting. I don't listen. It's a time and a place for that version of Sting, but like right now you're coming in and you're Sting. You're mysterious. Like you need to be mysterious and dark Sting. Like that's a thing. Like we want mysterious dark Sting. Like. We're, we can have fun, laughable, joker, serious, sick, crazy, sting. We can have all of that in the rest of your AEW run. Right now, it's to scare the living shit out of everybody and make everybody surprised. Like, oh shit, it's sting. But that's not what they want. How did feel they were going to book I didn't. <laughs> and... Once again, everybody's like, oh my gosh, you're shitting on... No, we're still criticizing. We're not shitting. You'll know when we're shitting on something. Yep. But it was crazy because him and Cody had this little thing and I felt weird for Cody because I saw it in his face and if you watch it closely, it was not the face of dude, why are you doing this? Because you're an asshole. It was... I don't think he should have did that. Like, he got close to Cody. He put his arm around him and he put his hand to Cody. And you see Cody's face change from, like, normal fucking around to, like, why are you so close to me? Like, I know that they're cool and I know that they're close but I feel like Cody legit had an actual human moment where he was like, yo, you you can give me Rona. <laughs> Shit. Like, dude, because if you watch his face and he puts his arm around him, it's not like a... It's one of, like, it's one of those moments where you see where the action is supposed to be one thing, 
But when Sting puts his hand on his head, he just, his face changes. Like, you shouldn't have did that. Like, not a you shouldn't have did that because you're a bad guy and I'm a good guy or anything like that. It's, you shouldn't have did that because this is health and, and a, like, wrong. It's just wrong. Like, his face was like, you shouldn't have did that, Sting. Like that's exactly how it felt. Like looking at his face, because like I felt the same way. Because like I'm watching it and I see it in his face. I was like, yeah, I feel the same way, Cody. I feel the same way. Like he could be a carrier. Like a fucking germer phone and shit. Oh yeah. And like I'm like, I like where it's going because, like I said, you don't know what's going on with Sting. And Sting is Sting. So Cody doesn't know if he's after him. He doesn't know what he's there for. Cody doesn't know. And Sting won't tell anybody why he's there. My question, do you think Darby Mm -hmm. knows? That's what we're about to get into because they showed a video package where they're asking Darby, they're doing one of the inkblot tests and they're like, Darby, what do you see here? And Darby says something weird about Ricky Starks. And they show him one with like somebody with muscles. And he goes, I see. He's like, I see a challenger for my title. And he just goes off on this little diatribe about Brian Cage. And like he says, he's beat me twice, but I won't let him take my title. It's like he's cut this promo in. I know everybody's like, well, Darby's talking. No, Darby's talking in quiet, dark, Darby tone. And Darby is not giving you a full, impassioned promo in Darby Island. Even when he wins the title, he's not giving you that promo. But it just, like I like I said, I, I really like when Darby Island is Darby Island. Yeah. Like, I really, like, he's one of the people I'm behind in AEW. Like, yo, I really enjoy it. And they showed him a picture of an ink block that looked like Sting. And he starts laughing and he puts his hand over his face and smiles and is like, oh, he's your friend. You know him. Because <laughs> he started cracking up too, if I'm not mistaken. Like, not, like, yeah. not, not regular laughing either, like maniac laughing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be fun to see them two interact more. Question though, right? Answer. You said that that's his friend and all that, right? Mm-hmm. What if it's the total opposite and like he wants to destroy Sting? So he can become Sting? In a sense, yes. I mean, eventually I hope that happens, but right now I hope he stays with him. I like. I know that they're not going to go this way because it's like way too cheesy and like too WWE sports entertainment E. if they go like you're my dad I like I would literally turn it off if they did that I would turn it off but I feel like it would be a fun like it would be a funny thing but like like I would turn it off I would yawn when you said that and you just killed my yawn and like that that hurts <laughs> Good. No yawning for you. We still got podcasts to go. Wow. 
Then we had Dustin Rose versus Ten. And <laughs> Dustin is he's still great as ever. He picks up the win, and Evil Uno comes out. And Evil Uno is like, "Hey, we want you to join the Dark Order." Dustin's like, "No." He was like, "No, we have a spot for you. We'll even make you number seven. And soon as they said that, I was done. I was done. I just started laughing. I just couldn't stop. It was over. Like, like you, you won a night with that one. You won a night with that one. And for all of you who don't know why that was so funny, because Dustin Rhodes used to have a character named Seven in WCW, and everybody hated it except for Renegade. Yeah, like I think it would have been a good thing. Like it only lasted one night. It, it lasted one night because he premiered, but like they did a bunch of vignettes and all that. So mm-hmm. it's supposed to be something the same vein as like the Poltergeist or something. And Undertaker, because there was there was rumors that it was going to be Undertaker, and everybody was like, "Oh shit, the Undertaker is going to go with WCW." Like, oh, wow. it was, like it was a lot to it dude like people really thought that yeah they thought it was gonna happen so it was way bigger than what I thought shit <laughs> mm-hmm. cause he like he was doing the thing where he would walk and you would see like the shadow and the hat and you were like wait a minute is that the undertaker like it literally had the the young internet heads going yo is undertaker gonna show up on WCW it really had a lot of people talking. But yeah, it wound up being him. And like for for the time, he mm-hmm. had the coolest entrance where like mm-hmm. he go to the ring. That was cool back then. Mm-hmm. Right now, since we know how everything works, it probably wouldn't like fly, but like it, it was cool. Yeah. Then we had Abaddon versus don't even know who she was versus and somebody. <laughs> but Sheeta came out and Sheeta started beating her down and Abaddon did the Undertaker sit up and scared the living shit out of her. Like, her come on, come on, come on. Like it, it legit like something off of a fucking movie. Like when you <laughs> kill the monster but the monster gets up halfway through. That is so awesome. Like, I don't know, but like, I feel like I know it's not gonna happen. But I feel like Abaddon could beat Sheeta. Like, I feel like it could happen. Like, that's something I feel like. Okay. Then we had a Shaq segment, and Shaq is talking to Brandy Rhodes, and somehow. Brandy Rhodes getting mad and throws water on him. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, all right. No, because he was being nice to her, like all respectful and all that. Like, he apologizes for everything the girl did, right? Mm-hmm. Jane, I think her name is? Yes, Jane. Yeah, he was apologizing for everything that um, she did and whatever. And, like, they were cool. They, they squashed the beef and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And she's walking away. He says something to the effect of, yeah, like you should go watch some training videos of her because, like, yeah, you, you're gonna need it. 
something disrespectful like that. Mm-hmm. And that's when she got mad. Okay. Moving on. Yeah, it was great, but it was more to it. Yeah. yeah. So, the inner circle is coming out with their maybe we're gonna break up, maybe we're not gonna break up ultimatum. Do you want to be in the inner circle? Do you not want to be in the inner circle? Do you you like the inner circle? Do you think the inner circle is too round? Do you think there's too much inner inside of the circle? It was a lot of bullshit like that. But they literally just was talking about crap. Max addressed everything we said on the podcast. He might take over, blah, 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 whatever, yada, yada, yada. Wardlow spoke for the first time. Sammy said something. Ortiz said something. Jake Hager said something. Chris Jericho said something. They all said, fuck us. And they all went back to being the inner circle. They, they're going to do stuff later. Bye. Next thing. Santana wasn't there. Oh, Santana. Yes, yeah, Santana's injured. I, I, shout out to Santana. Get well soon. Yeah. So then we had FTR versus the Varsity Blondes. Now, I've said this. I said it last week. They were called the Varsity Blondes. Mm-hmm. But I like I know what it what it is. It 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 hits me and it's like but you're not but you are but you're not because they're basically a ripoff of the Hollywood blondes, which is Brian Pillman Sr. and Steve Austin. But Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. are nowhere close to the real Hollywood blondes. Nowhere close. But yeah, they had a match against FTR, and FTR, of course, beat them. And after the match, FTR basically cut a promo and said, yo, we're coming for our titles eventually. And we're going to get our titles. So, Young Bucks, we're going to get our titles. I was like, okay. Not even mad. They ain't say bitchy. I said bitchy. <laughs> so... We go to outside and a helicopter is landing and Crockett from Miami Vice shows up with the dude from Magnum P.I. I don't know why they were here. Like they just all of a sudden showed up and then then the girls from the workout videos in the 80s, they showed up with brooms. It was like something like the 80s just all came to life tonight. Oh, wait a minute. No, that was Kenny Omega and Don Callis. Wait, what? Oh, that was them. Oh my God, it was Kenny Omega and Don Callis. Well, holy shit, that, that happened. Is an 80s gimmick, like I'm, I'm dude, asking. Dude, like I didn't think of it until last night when he was total Miami Vice out. I was like, yo, is this an 80s gimmick? Like, are you the 80s now? And also, are you old enough to even remember the 80s? Yeah, I, I have a lot that. of questions about that. Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> but yeah, I have a lot of questions about that. But yeah. Don, yeah. Him, yeah. No. So before we get into what they said on this interview, the night before in Impact, Kenny and Don had an interview with Josh Matthews. And in the interview, 
they basically said that Kenny is going to be a belt collector and he's going to collect titles all over the world and he's going to be the best belt machine and he's going to do this and he's going to do this and Ambrose Josh don't you know about Ambrose you two were tough enough together and it's like dude what like that is exactly how I felt when that interview was over like what like what, what is going on here like and everybody said that interview was so great it was the best interview ever and Tony Khan and Tony Schiavone did a paid promotion on Impact and I don't know why they literally shit on Impact the whole entire thing they literally from first thing when they said pay promotion Tony Tony Khan goes yeah this is a pay promotion from AEW this is the only way that they're keeping their lights on bitch what <laughs> you can't just do that but the first thing he said is like this is the only way to keep their lights on Bitch, you can't say that. You're on another company's network. And you're just... But it was so ridiculous. You, you, you know there was rumored that I was going to buy this company, right? <laughs> that was yeah, he even said that. He even said that. And then he asked Tony about it. And Tony goes... He's like, I was only here for a cup of coffee. And Tony Katrin goes, well, did you like it? Tony Schiavone responds... I left the business for 18 years after that, so you tell me. He's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I was like, bitch, what are you doing? It was, like, fucking hilarious, but so wrong at the same time. Dude, it did. I noticed it's the setup, the good brothers that come over there, and they go, we had the best tag team division in the world, unlike Impact. And, like, he just kept throwing shots. And it's like, dude, what are you doing? Like, he totally buried Impact and then fucking left. I was like, what is wrong? In a way, storytelling-wise, right? Mm Mm-hmm. The Bucks versus the Good Brothers would be, like, a good thing because, like, they're history, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, yeah. So, okay, I'm going to go, like, into a little rumor and spoiler. Okay. Roman innuendo? <laughs> yes. I know we covered it probably on the last podcast about how this is more than a one-off. It's going to be more working relationship and everybody who said it was a one-off are very stupid. Yes. Well, people dig a little deeper and a lot deeper and found out this might be something really fucking weird and crazy and if this is exactly what I've heard I'm gonna laugh my ass off because this motherfucker I literally heard that Don Callis is using this situation so he can leave Impact and stay with AEW I can see I'm like and I was looking at it like wait but sure one of the head bookers He's using this situation to get himself out of this company and make himself more money with AEW. Now, I don't want to call Don a leech, but he's a leech. No, legit, that's what Tommy Dreamer called him on impact. So Yeah, no, he's like he really is like 
Don Callis is very smart. Like, I'm not even going to lie to you. He's very smart. And what he said in the AEW promo, like, is 100% right. He is the reason AEW exists. Like, no other reason. Like, nobody else can say, yes, he's the reason AEW exists. Because if it wasn't for him fucking saying, hey, Kenny, Jericho, why don't you guys have a match? If he did not create that thing, it would not exist. Yep. Because that that was the catalyst of All In. That was the catalyst of AEW. If he did not put that together, if he did not orchestrate that, we would not be having an AEW. We would not have any of this. Don Callis made that happen. He fucking, like, no one can take that away from him. He literally created a company out of thin air. That's him. He did it. Like, I like I have, like, I have no problem, but also at the same exact time, I have watched Don Callis, and I know people are like, what? I have watched Don Callis his whole entire career in America. His whole entire jackal career in America. And Every time I've heard a story, he has been a leech. Yep. Like, it's something about him that he attaches himself to a very good, important thing or person in this business and thrives off of it. And it's like, dude, how do you do this? And the thing is, sometimes they're not successful. Sometimes they're very successful. But he's always there. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, why are you there? And it's always, the thing about him is, he has this run for a year or something. Whatever he's into, it starts to fall apart and he disappears like that. And you're like, wait, what? where did you go? I have nothing to do with it. And he's on to his next project. And it's like, dude, what are you, like, how are you a leech? Like, how are you, like, how are you this? And, like, the thing that scares me. Like, fucking Shana Baszler did a promo of. The, the parasite? parasite? Parasite. Thank you. I couldn't think of a word. Yes. He's a fucking parasite. Like, I literally want to know how the fuck is he able to do this? And I know he's not going to screw over Kenny because him and Kenny are like uncle and nephew because Kenny's uncle was a mentor to Don Callis. So he thinks of Kenny as his nephew. So he's not going to screw over Kenny. But at the same time, I'm wondering, will you move yourself into this new role in AEW somehow and become a dark parasite and take down a company accidentally like you do all the time. Like, I feel like that's going to happen, but I don't want to say that. And I'm not calling a shot, and I swear to God I'm not calling a shot. I see in two years, I fucking see Don Callis getting Kenny to jump to WWE. I swear to God I see that, and I don't want that to be true. But I see Don Callis making Kenny make the move to WWE for more money and just uh, more fame. I don't know why. 
I don't know why I see him being that asshole. And when he does that, he's going to put a fucking hole in AEW that they're not going to be able to repair. And you're you're 100% right. You said you mm -hmm. why? I know exactly why. And it's like a subconscious thing if you're not like directly thinking about it. And it it hit me as you're talking, right? Mm -hmm. He's saying, right? The more Mm -hmm. things change, the more they stay the same. Or history repeats itself. Mm-hmm. Remember when he was in ECW? Yes. The same thing could happen here, where like he basically destroyed the company. Like, look at like he's literally built. Like he tried to build up Impact. I know that we're not gonna really get into that. He tried because, dude. Okay. Okay, granted, he tried. Yeah. Remember last year, like I said, like we say all the time, remember last year when we were actually into Impact and he had just started taking over and he really was like, yeah, this is how it's going to go. This is it. This is it. This is it. And then all of a sudden, everybody at Impact was like, I want to leave. I want to go. Hey, we're not getting treated well. Hey, this thing is happening. This thing is happening. Impact slowly started to go into obscurity. And impact is as obscure as it is now. Yep. Like he literally murdered that show. I was like, dude, what the fuck? You murdered that show. AEW, you're next. <laughs> no, Goldberg. <laughs> So the main event happened. It was Butcher, Blade, Bunny, and Kingston. Why couldn't his name be able to be? It would have been really cool. Right, right. <laughs> no, for, for this purpose, his name is Bingston. Boom. Go. Okay. <laughs> Bingston. Versus versus the Triangle de la Morte. The real version. Oh my god, right? <laughs> Yes, the real triangle of death, because it was Lance Archer, Penta, and Phoenix, and they had a match. Dude, Pentagon got hurt in that match. I don't know how he got hurt. I, like his, his, what I'm saying, right? Mm-hmm. I think he was injured beforehand. Because, like, remember, like he had an injury, so I yes. think like this match wasn't supposed to go on. You know, with, with Penta. So, like, well, they basically fake, like fake the injury in the beginning so he wouldn't have to fucking do it, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, they had a good match, and I'm not questioning it. I'm not being a dick, but Butcher and the Blade picked up another win. Like, uh, what? The contenders? Taking champions? <laughs> Maybe, but what? What the fuck? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, why do they keep winning? No idea. Like, you would expect, like, Triangle to the to win this shit. Where the hell was Pac? Pac, so Pac apparently went home. Because Pac, you know, the whole 
we have to quarantine and all of that. And Pac actually has a wife and family back home. So he wants to go home for Christmas and stuff. Like, got you. It is a thing. It's fine. Yeah, I'm not even mad at it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not either. I, I, I just questioned it because like, I, I didn't know. Yeah, because a lot of people was like, yo, where, where did he go? Yeah, he went home. So after that, we had a match. I mean, not after that. So after the match, all of a sudden, wait, no, that's not what happened. It was a main event. I'm sorry. <laughs> I totally blanked on the main event because I. Yeah, the main yeah. event. I, I was letting you go. Like, wait, how is there a match after the main event? <laughs> yeah, the main event was Orange Cassidy versus MJF. I totally forgot about that match because the way it ended, I'm not even joking, guys. The way it ended was the thing that, that made me go, what the fuck? Yeah. So Orange Cassidy for MJF and they had like a fucking okay oh, match. It, you didn't say who won the last one, though. Oh, no, you, you did. Which I did my bad. Yeah. <laughs> you forgot Binkson. Binkson. <laughs> but yeah, Orange Cassidy had a match with MJF and it they're going at it and it's for the the golden ring or whatever ring it is. Diamond something ring. The Dynamite diamond ring or some bullshit. Whatever. But yeah, um MJF won. And it was like ninety seven people outside. It literally was like 97 people outside. Not even joking. It was the best friends, the... Who else was there? Um, it was the best friends. It was the inner circle guys. And I keep forgetting his name, but the guy that um, when all this was starting that the um, Bucks signed to like double contract? Brandon Cutler. Brandon Cutler, yes. Um, the varsity yeah. were out there. Mm-hmm. It was so like it was so many people, and then after the match, Orange Cassidy got attacked. He got attacked by Miro and Kip. I forgot his name. Miro and Kip. They attacked him. They beat him up. They threw him out. They blah blah blah. They did all these things, and it was like ah oh. Ah, uh, they ruined it. Then after that, it was game over. They they ruined it. They ruined it because I didn't even remember what happened. They ruined it. Like oh, I literally oh. didn't remember what happened. MJF won and whatever. Um, and no, I said MJF won. I said that, but I mean, they ruined it. Like it was like no, but I'm saying you said you don't remember what happened. It seemed like after the match. After MJF won, like Inner Circle or like back together and whatever, because fucking Sammy seemed like he's on his side now. Reluctantly, but still. Yeah, it was. I like that whole Miro thing just threw the whole thing off. Like, yeah, uh, like it was like, uh, it was one of those moments. It's like, yeah. Uh, so it's gonna be like, um, 
him versus um, Orange, I guess. Yeah, but remember, Kip and Kip and Miro have beef with the best friends, but but dude, mm-hmm. you know that they have not had a tag team match against each other yet, right? Yeah, you're right about that. Because last match that they did was uh, Trent versus Nero, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. They haven't had the tag team match yet. Also, since Arn didn't, they need a third person. Mm-hmm. Don't think, like, I can't think of anybody like Gamer that's like a free agent. Cause pretty much everyone who's a gamer that I could think of is another B. Dude, they can find. Huh? They'll find somebody. They'll find somebody. It's fine. They'll find somebody. It's not even a big deal. They'll find somebody. No, it's not. They probably could get that given to anybody. But I don't know. To me, it has to be someone that makes sense. Yeah, like I, like I said, they just need to have that match. Period. Yeah. Like that's all you need to do. They need to have that match. Just fucking have the match. Maybe someone from Impact that's going on. Yeah, since they're doing a crossover for a while, yeah. Might as well have an Impactor. Right. But yeah, that's um. That's impact. Wait, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. That's dynamite. <laughs> Shit. Te- yeah. Te- technically, you're right because we did talk about impact, but <laughs> yeah. See, yeah, that was your fault. If you didn't bring up impact, I would have never said it. I would have went with it because I'm currently watching them on Twitch right now. I could have something in the background, so I went with it, but like I thought about it. Luckily, I caught it. Let's see, <laughs> see, you, you made me say it. You made me say impact. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Monday Night Raw, it's it was a show. But before we get to Raw, we have to give a rest in peace to Zeus. Or Debo or whatever you want to call him, the guy from all the Fridays movies who used to beat people up and he was a wrestler. If a lot of people don't know that, he was in WWE. And WCW. Yeah, he was the Z Gangster in um, WCW. Mm-hmm. I want to yeah. say he was in Fifth Element also, wasn't he? Yes, he was He was the president in Fifth Element. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good actor. He was, he was in Demolition Man, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. I don't remember that. I have to go back and watch it. But yeah. Makes sense. He's been... Yeah, he was... Yeah, he was in a couple movies. Like he's a real good dude. He he will be missed. 
Do you think before we continue on? Mm-hmm. Do you think sooner or later, probably not this year, maybe not even next, but he'll be in the Hall of Fame? I mean, yeah, like you have. Okay, you have to put him in the Hall of Fame because you created this person. You created this person, and you made him a movie star. Then you made him a wrestler. I'm not saying you created his career, but you literally just he he wasn't a wrestler. He was he was a bouncer. He was a regular dude. You put him in a movie and you turned him into a wrestler. Yeah. And that's how you, that's how you got him on WWE. It was like, hey, we created this guy, and it was like, okay. So like him being gone, you have to put him in the Hall of Fame because. He's kind of your creation. Zeus was a, your creation. You created the movie, so technically you created his persona. So you have to honor him. Good. That, that's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Monday Night Raw was a thing. It was It was a thing. Like it was, it was just a thing. So it opened up Wait, with. Before you start, I, I have to practice this, right? You mm-hmm. hear our tone, right? We really don't want to cover it up. <laughs> yeah. If you think we were shitting on fucking uh, um, AEW, like, no, here, here comes the shitting on. Like, we, we really. We will, yeah. We're, you know, we're not like that, but yeah. Yeah, th- this is this is a shit show. So it starts off with Randy, and Randy's there, and Randy's like, "Hey, the fiend thinks he's scary, but I don't care about him." Blah blah blah. And the Firefly Funhouse thing comes up. And this is so weird to me. Very weird to me. Randy goes, okay, I see you there, Bray Wyatt. So I challenge you to a match. Bitch, you two are already having a match in TLC. No. (laughs) Exactly. I want you, Bray Wyatt, tonight... And I was like, why? Why is this a thing? So he gets the Firefly Funhouse Bray Wide. And they have a match later on the night on Raw. It's like, what the f- why? Just why? Because this is a friendship that will never, ever end. <laughs> Whatever. Then we have Matt Riddle. He's doing his little dumb bro nut thing. And he's talking to Jeff Hardy. And he goes, Yo, we could be the Hardy Bros. And Jeff's like, Oh, uh, okay. Because Jeff has a match with Bob Lash next. So they have this match, and Seamus and Bob Lash are wrestling. And Matt winds up getting involved in the end, and Jeff Hardy gets the. He gets the loss to Bob Lash and Matt and 
Bob Lash start beefing and they start the fight and they're gonna fight for the US title eventually. Yeah, that's the I thing. See that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then we have Miz and Morrison and they're talking shit about Seamus and Seamus and Drew come out and they scare them off and they go running about their day. That's the thing. Then we had a very weird situation. We had a match between Shelton Benjamin and Kofi Kingston. They have this match. The match is okay. Shelton loses to Kofi. Okay. It makes sense because Cedric won last week. Shelton lose this week. Well, we think that that's it until Cedric Entertainer gets in the ring and is like, yo, yo, Kofi, you ain't gonna do that to my boy. He's like, you can beat him, but you can't beat me. I'm like, dude, you know that that's your tackling partner, right? <laughs> like, you literally shit on him every week. <laughs> so, he challenges Kofi. Kofi gets back in the ring and he beats Kofi. And then once again, he acts all cocky like he did all of this work and he's like the greatest superstar and Sheldon MVP are looking at him like, dude, what the fuck is going on here? They basically created a monster. Yeah, they did. So we get a mixed tag match with Ricochet versus Slapjack and Reckoning. I really don't have to tell you who won. Because you already know. Did you Ricochet Uh take the important? Because I swear I didn't hear that. Maybe cut off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. shit. I forgot to say Dana Brooks' name. I just said Ricochet. (laughs) Thanks. You're lucky you're paying attention. Because, like, wait, wait. Did you just say Ricochet versus them? Like, what? <laughs> Dude, Dana Brooks is never on TV long enough for me to even remember her name. Okay? Okay, I, I'll give you that. Plus, she's been a jobber for the longest. Like, somebody gave me, like, a slight push. Yes. But her and Ricochet beat Slappening and Reckoning. Whatever. Hey, you called him Slappening. That's so, the name I came up with. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're losing. <laughs> so Shayna fought Oscar, and Oscar picked up the win again, which cements their tag team title match eventually. So we have a backstage thing. Sheamus and Keith Lee, and Keith Lee goes, Yo, you better not turn on my friend Sheamus. I mean, my friend Drew. And Seamus is like, yeah, I'm going to go out there and turn on my partner. So, automatically, you know that it's going to be Keith Lee turning on Drew. Or, plot twist, it's going to be Drew to turn on Seamus. No, plot twist unplotted because it's going to be Keith Lee versus Drew versus Brock Lesnar and WrestleMania. Ooh. So, Fuck. <laughs> plot untwisted. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we've seen that coming, 
but the adding of Brock back is oh okay that's that's big beefy boys that Vince likes and it's like yeah we knew this was coming but I, I'm like I'm gonna be honest I didn't see Keith Lee being a Wrestlemania match not because I don't see Keith Lee being a Wrestlemania wrestler I just didn't see him being in a big Wrestlemania match because he just got on the main roster that's the only reason like I see him at Wrestlemania eventually just I didn't see them putting him there now because he just got it. Yeah, it seems kind of quick. Yeah, but like if they're going for this and this is the match, I'm all for it. I'm not even going to lie, like Keith Lee has to win that. Like he, like until otherwise, I'm putting my money on Keith Lee. It's Keith Lee. Like Brock being in and kind of like takes it away from me a a little bit though, to be honest. No, 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 no. I actually enjoy it. And I'm going to tell you why. You want to know why? You have three different men, three different body types, three different types of athleticism. All of the crazy throwing, jumping, slamming, power bombing, fucking people up the punches. It's going to be great. It's fucking great. Dude. It's, it's gonna be great. When, when we're done, Raw, I have to go to like one of, one of the comments you guys said about throwing. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, we had the triple, the six man handicap. Jesus. It was Drew and Sheamus versus AJ, Miz, and Morrison. And during a match, Sheamus bro kicks Drew by accident. They still pick up the win, so I don't know why the fuck that even happened, but it happened. And the two of them go backstage and they start a fight. And they start beating each other up until Pat Buck shows up and they put him through the table and they look at each other and laugh and say, ha 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 ha, we had fun. <laughs> and leave. And hey, the bar. They are the bar. Oh shit! Oh my god! Lana I fucking named them. What? You know my thing with naming tag team. It, it was uh-huh. a really bad name. What was it? The bar, right? They need a bar version mm-hmm. too, right? This is twenty twenty, mm-hmm. so they would be B two K. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Just not even. Just not even gonna sell it. No sell it. <laughs> Lana and Naya have a exchange, and Lana says, "We're gonna beat you one day." Whatever, dude. So then we have Bray versus Randy, and Bray is stupid household Mister Bray. And Mr. Randy's Randy. Yeah. And Randy's Randy. And the two of them are going at it. And Randy hits him with the RKO. And all of a sudden, the lights go out. But he turns around. And oh my God. It's, it's. The scene. 
Again, with the Phoenix. Yeah, it's a pretty good setup in my opinion. It, like yeah. it was predictable. It's not like we didn't see it coming, but like I, I like the effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it happened. So yeah, that was a that was a thing. Monday Night Raw. That was the main event, right? Yeah, that was it. That was, there's no more Raw. What did you have so, to say? Okay, right? It's no secret by now, right? We record these on Thursday before SmackDown. If this continues again, I'm going to feel some type of way. I have to address this, right? Me mm-hmm. and you got this joke about, it was a long time ago, about motherfuckers drawing motherfuckers into other motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. This has been going on a little bit too much for my liking. <laughs> No, 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 no. It's our joke and it needs to happen. It's our joke. It needs to happen. It, it needs to end. They've been doing it way too much. They did it in War Games. They did it on Raw. They mm-hmm. did it on NXT. They did it on AEW. Mm-hmm. And they kept doing it. And they're going to keep doing it. And it's going to be a big thing. And more people are going to get hurt because they're going to throw it at each other. And they're just going to keep going. And going and going and then one day it's just gonna be like four people get thrown into another four people by four people. It's gonna be four fun. games twenty twenty one. Yes, it's just a bunch of murdering. But yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Yeah. But yeah, that's um, that's. W A No, that was raw. I almost went to the wrong person. See, this is how shitty this company is. You don't even know who you're talking about anymore. Fucking crappy raw. Monday night goddamn raw. Monday night Monday night sucks more like it. No what fuck. Smackdown. 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 Go with Smackdown. Screw that. So, we had SmackDown. So, we had SmackDown. So, yeah. You want to get into it or you just want me to say, so yeah? <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to be like, yeah, SmackDown was basically raw. Yeah, because, okay, this, this episode of SmackDown was like really just... It was, I don't even know how to explain it, but like Eva, WWE is just becoming a shit show. And I know people are, are going to be like, yo, it's always been a shit show. No, I mean, everything's becoming a shit show or like, I'm getting fed up with something. or I don't know what the fuck is happening. Something is happening and it's not good. It's not good. That's all I'm saying. Here's the thing, right? You know mm-hmm. how we bring up Twitch once in a while, right? I feel mm-hmm. as which instead of having a live show like they would have on Twitch, mm-hmm. they put us on rerun mode. Yeah. Because 
And they didn't even pick a good rerun no, the line. No. So that's a lot of matches that are supposed to happen on the fucking like, pay-per-view happened here. Oh my god, yes. This is so dumb. Yeah, so that was like the main issue. Like I tuned out as soon as they announced one. So Yeah. But I mean I didn't tune out, but you know, it just was you know, why? Just why? Just why? <sighs> like we knew that the match was gonna like even you fucking they even said the match and you knew the match was gonna be a fuck finish and they were gonna go into a fucking pay-per-view. You knew that something was gonna yep. happen. But like, man, what the fuck? Let's get into it, Oos. Okay. So, it started off with the contract signing. Sasha Banks and Carmella signed a contract for what was that? TLC. It's like, okay. Cool. They they're out there. They're talking. Well, not they're out there. Sasha's out there talking, and Carmella's on the screen, and Carmella's just talking shit. And Sasha's like, "You know what? Like, why don't we just had a match tonight?" And I was like, "What? No." Apparently, they they wanted to have the match tonight. The title match was that night, SmackDown night. For no fucking reason. Wait, I know the reason. I know exactly the reason. What? 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 Because Sasha was angry and she just couldn't control her anger. So she said, Fight! Oh. That's it. That's exactly why. No, I'm good. (laughs) That's exactly what happened. But yeah, like. They decided to have the match later on. Then we had a Street Profits promo in the back. I was very confused. I was very confused. Because they started talking about yeah, we're going to beat I was going to say Chuck and Billy. Wow. That's old school. Yeah, we're going to beat Ziggler and Rude we're gonna beat them down because they can't stand with us. They can't hang with us. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Come to find out, it was a one-on-one match. It was Dolph Ziggler versus Montez Ford. It's like, okay. And I said, watch somehow this lead into a tag team title match. Lo and behold. The match was okay. Huh? Lo and behold? <laughs> Yeah, Ziggler wins and it leads into a tag team match player. I, I don't understand. Like, I, I really don't want these guys to keep wrestling each other because find somebody else new to wrestle, but please, just stop it. Just stop. Stop. Then we had a backstage thing where Sami Zayn is mad that people have shirts. He's like, I don't have a shirt. Why don't I have a shirt? A shirt. 
and Biggie comes up. It's like, I got a shirt, player. And here's a shirt for you. And it's basically stick figure Sammy. Sammy gets mad. And they're going to have a match that they already said that they were going to have a match. So they have a match. And Biggie gets counted out. Sammy Zayn wins. You promised me he's going to buy you a Zayn t-shirt, by the way. I am going to buy you the Sammy Zayn t-shirt. <laughs> and it's leading to the Intercontinental title match, but fuck it, dude. Fuck it. Like, it's so weird to get to. Then we had the Riot Squad, Liv and Ruby. So last week on Talking Smack, they were like, hey, we'll do something. And then Billy came up and was like, why don't you face me and my partner? And her partner wound up being Natty. And there was confusion, and the Riot Squad won. Like, okay. Okay. Then we see Roman Reigns in the back and he's talking to Jay Uso. First off, he was talking to Paul Hammond and then Jay Uso walked up and he was like, We good, Uso? Yeah, we good. And Kevin Owens was cutting a promo in the ring talking about his friends are and his friends and family was the ladders, the tables, and the chairs. Oh my. He's. Yes, he did say, Oh my. Like, it was a really fun, cool promo. And he goes to climb up the ladder, and all of a sudden, Jey Uso hits him with a chair and a leg. And then Jey Uso starts attacking him. Kevin gets the chair, and Kevin beats the shit out of Jey Uso. And they go to commercial, because Kevin's standing tall after beating a Jey Uso. Then he gets to the back, and he's walking. And Kayla was like, Kevin, well, why are you okay? Kevin's like, what do you mean? And as soon as that happened, Kevin got attacked by Roman. Roman just started beating the shit out of him. Roman was beating the shit out of him. Roman just kept beating the shit out of him. Roman just kept going. Roman just kept destroying him. Roman whooped his ass. He just beat the shit out of him. I was like, damn. On top of that, while he was doing it, too. Mm-hmm. But here, here's the thing, right? Here, here's after he beat him down and he had him laid out. I've heard from all of the women that I know. It was it was really bad for them because Roman beat down Kevin Owens. Then he looked in the camera and started slow talking and saying the things that he always says while looking in the camera very slow and very Roman and just saying stuff and he said daddy like three times it was it was a real tragedy for all my friends that I know except for Renegade because he's not like that but all my other friends like like they like they said it was a tragedy for Roman to do that and they like they were sad because they said they were so sad, like everything was soaked. That's how sad they were. It was just, it was a shame. Him saying what he said, these they were all soaked. Like he was in the same vein with that promo as like uh, Angel Garza. 
Yes. And I'm not even gonna lie, I had no fucking clue he said daddy. And like, when they was like, oh my God, he said daddy. Look at the way he said daddy. I'm like, wait, when did he say daddy? And I, I watched it back, I was like, wait, he did say that. Oh, I'm a dude. That's why it didn't get to me. <laughs> oh, got it. That's great, dude. You had to preface, because some dudes might have liked it. I mean, yes, I'm, I'm a binary cis hetero male, so that's why it didn't get to yeah. me. Yes. But yeah, no, I, but I can I can see why women actually like him and actually wet themselves. I see. He's a good looking it. young man. Yes, he is. But yeah, we we move on. Yeah. So, once again, proving the very strange point that we have never discussed until recently. We have a backstage promo with Bailey. And it's like, Bailey is such a good bad guy. It is so fucking great. Mm-hmm. So fucking great. Like, she's talking, and she's just talking about how cool she is. And then she goes, oh, I'm very interested in the women's title match tonight because I know that Carmella's going to win. <laughs> and then she just starts talking trash about Sasha. And then she, she says her ding-dong hello thing. And then she, she calls out Bianca Belair, which is actually standing behind her with all blue on and a shirt that says thou shall not try it I like that and Bianca Bianca walked up and was like uh uh you got my name in your mouth and she starts going off on Bailey and then I like I cringed a little I really cringed a little because something else happened earlier that I cringed I'm going to talk about that too but these, these are two cringe issues I cringe because there's a thing from where I'm from, not just the city, but the culture I'm from, where somebody's talking shit and somebody pulls up receipts, they mean they have the facts to back up what they're saying. So listen, I'm pulling up the receipts and showing them. In this promo, Bianca actually pulled up actual receipts and read them off the Bailey. It was mildly funny, but it was like the joke was unseasoned. So I was like, I understand what it is. I got it because I understand it. It was just unseasoned for everybody else to understand it. I was like, got it. It's one of those things that only certain people would have got. Yes. Just like the joke when Ziggler said to the Street Profits that they are a knockoff Deces and Marrow after they called him a knockoff Shawn Michaels and he made a hair joke which was actually fucked up. Yeah. Dolph, you shouldn't do that. I kind of popped about that because I'm like, oh, he actually did that. What the fuck? (laughs) Like, that's bad. Like, he shouldn't have went there. He went there. But, yeah, he he called the Street Profits a knockoff Deces and Marrow 
now also this is uh, inside from where I'm from reference these is a Merrill or two podcasters that are like they're gaining traction they're, they're becoming more mainstream and local but I liked them when they were underground and for Dolph to say that it's like okay they're way too mainstream I understand why I don't dig their stuff anymore but yeah that was just a little insider insider stuff that's understandable the whole mainstream thing I hate it when like things you like turn mainstream when it's not mainstream. yes exactly then we had a backstage thing with Chad Gable and Otis now the internet lit up early this morning going crazy over Vince McMahon throws a fit and he said that these people can't work and everybody reported on it on their little YouTube and their little Twitter fingers and their little whatever blog posts or whatever they do I just sounded like an old fuck <laughs> no everybody lit up with Vince McMahon is in a rage he says the big people can't work and they need to go back down for training. And Otis was one of those names and everywhere the YouTubers were like, hey, he's off of TV. That's why he got beat up last week. He's off of TV. Ha, guys, that's what happened. That's why they took him off of TV. <laughs> Otis is on TV. Otis is on TV right now. Like He's on TV tonight. What are you talking about? No, no, no. They said that he was one of the guys that need to go down for training. Fine. Like, fine. Yeah, he he does. Like, I think he does need to go down and find a little bit more work and understand how to go. Like, out of all the names that's down there that needs a little bit more seasoning, the only person that I don't like is Keith Lee. Because it's Keith Lee, it's Otis, it's Dabakato, it's Omas, which is AJ's bodyguard, it's Mace. Deal Madden. Mace. Yeah, also, Atoro Rujas. Like, fine. Those guys are down there. Adam Pierce and Drew Gulak are training are training them. They're, t- they're teaching them how to work as big men. Fine. Also, I have a really huge problem with that. Like, Drew, great teacher. Adam Pierce, great teacher. You want big men to learn how to work? Where the fuck are the big men coaches? Yeah. Where's Undertaker? Like, you literally just said, I want them to learn how to work like big men. Where are the big men coaches? This work that you want them to do is teaching them how to wrestle. That's why you have them with wrestlers. So you're telling me you want these big guys to start getting down on the ground and putting in some work like wrestlers? Like, make up your mind. You want them to be more big guys or do you want them to be more wrestlers? Like, figure it out. Because that's what you get if you train with Gulick. I don't know too much about Adam Pierce, but Gulick, he trains you to be a wrestler. You get the same thing with, with Pierce. You get the same thing with Pierce, and plus you get a little bit of more in-ring experience of what to do in a ring, what to do here. Like, if I'm in a ring, what, where should I go? How should I position myself? How should I my facial be? Like, he gets it. He gets all of that stuff. 
Like, he wasn't the NWA champion for nothing. He got it. He got it. He was in Ring of Honor, and he was he was a big star there, too. He gets it. Like, Adam Pearce gets it. That's why he's a GM. Like, people that have no clue who he is, they get him because he knows how to work. So... I don't know why Vince even sent Keith Lee down there, who actually is really good. I don't know why, but he needs to he needs to get himself together. Take his meds. Yes. But back to the story. So Chad Gable and Otis are there, and Chad's talking about how he's training Otis to be better. Now, I was looking at Chad Gable. And I'm looking at him in his singlet and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm looking at him and I see the cuts behind the singlet. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, he never looked that defined before. He never looked like if you look at him, you're like, dude, you have a great body. You can be a star. You take the singlet off. Let Vince see that. Vince will go nuts. Like, you'll be pushed to the moon, unlike Cameron Grimes. You will be pushed to the moon <laughs> if you just show him what you look like. Like, it's fucking, it's right there. You have gold. Do it. But, no, he, he's wearing his singlet and just hiding his muscles. I'm like, what the fuck? But the two of them got interrupted by... Cesaro and Sheamus. I mean, <laughs> Nakamura. Cesaro and Nakamura. I knew I was wrong. I fixed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Cesaro and Nakamura. But about Chad Gable, and, though, right? And I think that you are. Uh-huh. I think they're trying to put uh-huh. him as a Kurt Angle because the way he was talking and all that gave off a Kurt Angle vibe down to the fucking singlet. It, it, and the whole USA vibe, and they were talking about how he was in the Olympics, which is a true thing, too. Yeah, I'm, dude, I'm perfectly fine with that, but when you go in a ring and you can out-wrestle everybody in the ring except for Cesaro, yeah. Yeah, that, that's... <laughs> that ain't it, player. That ain't it. But yeah, they went in there and they had a match, and... Fucking Cesaro and Nakamura beat him. And it was like, oh, okay. That happened. Well, then we go back to the back and we see Bartender Cabron and he has Jabber 1 and Jabber 2 with him. And he says, I'm bringing back a name. And I was like, oh, he's going to call him something cool. The Knights of the Lone Wolf. What? Yes, it's like, why? Like, why? Knights of the Lone Wolf? Like, you're a lone wolf. You walk alone. Why do you need knights? It's it just was baffling, and and that happened. Then 
we had the ending, the ending of the night, the main event, Sasha versus Carmella. But right before that, they had a graphic for next week tag team title match. Street Profits versus Ziggler and Rude. Also, Bailey versus Bianca Belair. I'm like, all right. Okay. Both should have been on the pay-per-view, I'm just saying. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, we had Sasha versus Carmella, which... I really, I really thought it would be better, but since I knew they were going to do it just to make, to move it to the pay-per-view, I thought it could have been better. I really thought it could have been better. No. Wow, you didn't have no faith in it? Not really, no, because it's going to be on SmackDown, so it's like, why try? Like, we were supposed to be in the pay-per-view. Yeah, I just, like, Sasha can do great things, but for some reason, it just didn't work with Carmella, and... I feel I feel like I'm out of the loop because a lot of other people other than us were like, yo, I actually enjoyed that. I was like, I didn't. And one of the reasons the people were like, oh, they enjoyed it was because of the after credit scene. I was about to point that out. I know that, that was the wrong thing to say. Yeah, like, so, yes. So... Carmella has this new dude, Shishomaru, or whatever his name is, Sashiro, or Samosa. Samosa! Like to drink, Samosa. The name is Samosa. And Samosa, yeah, Samosa got in a, like, wound up costing the match because he pulled Sasha out of the ring while she had um, Carmella in a bank statement. And because that happened, it, it was like it was a, you know, you know, it was a one two three. It was one two three four five, and Sasha got eliminated because she just kept beating up Carmella with her hand on the rope, so she got disqualified. And yeah, it just got weird after that. So, Sashomaru so got his ass beat by Sasha. I mean, I would love to be Shishomaru. But he got his ass beat. And then after he got his ass beat, Carmella just attacked Sasha and she hit her with a bottle. It broke on her back and Sasha was screaming in pain. She took another bottle and she squirted Michael Cole and her boyfriend, Corey Graves. was like, yay, I did good. I good did. And I was like, what? What do you mean? You didn't do anything. You lost. And then she's like, no, I won by disqualification. I was like, you know what? You're right, but I didn't like I didn't it. I didn't like it at all. Yeah, I didn't like it at all. There's nothing about that I like. But yeah. 
that, that, that stuff happened. I was like, yeah, I didn't like that at all. I didn't like that. You never know when the fucking title. Well, I bet you at TLC is going to be some kind of weird stipulation. Some kind of stipulation that you didn't see coming. It's going to be something new and awesome. And I don't know. I don't I don't know. It's, it just seems like this is just Carmella just being Carmella. And it's like nothing has changed. I don't know, dude. Well, she did pull up a, a cool ass entrance or whatever. Better than Kenny Omega, by the way. Just throwing it out there. And you're not the only person to say that. Oh wow. There's a lot of there was a lot of people that actually was like, that was actually better than Kenny Omega. I was like, ooh. Like there's not gonna be a lot of happy AEW fans when they see that. Yeah, like I'm glad you said that because I did not know other people agreed with my sentiment. Like I thought I'm just gonna get straight mm-hmm. murdered for that comment because <laughs> you know how. No, how no, no. Are. Not all of y'all. No, not no, all no. Of y'all, but it's a it's a lot of like AEW to take shit to heart. Yeah, it's, like we said all through this podcast, it's just criticism, folks. Like it's just fucking criticism, just Jesus. Jesus, like, stop being so uptight. One thing that would make that interest better in Kenny's, like, thing, if they cut all the fucking mm-hmm. bullshit from North Carolina, like, I, I don't care anymore. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, that was, and that was SmackDown. But yeah, about the sending people back thing. Atora Rujas is there? Like, he's actually good too, though. No, he's not up to Vince's standards. Oh, okay. That's the thing. He's not up to Vince's standards. And that's why he's been kind of left off of TV and they put him down in NXT for a minute. Because they really want him to be something different and they don't see that in him. And I don't know why they pulled him up if they didn't see it in him. True, they could have left him on NXT because that's where he where he was originally. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like he's like he's down there to get more season, to be more whatever. I hope that they make him more vicious and evil. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like I'm yeah, I'll be okay with that. But yeah, that's SmackDown. So yeah, you you're ready for NXT India? What? Yeah, NXT India is going to be a thing. And if you if you actually have listened to this podcast for a long time. This is not new information because about a year ago we talked about the Japan one and the South America one and the India one. Like this, this, this isn't new. So if you if you've been listening, yeah. This is my sarcastic. said what? <laughs> yeah. Because we've been 
telling everybody all of the things is going to happen and everybody goes no you guys you guys know what you're talking about like no because all your favorite youtubers and podcasters that you think know so much that post videos and podcast clips every day and they're like hey this is happening this is happening and it's immediately proven wrong are not us who actually say something and people go you're wrong and then immediately proved right jeez I'm just saying people we actually do our research we actually know what we're talking about you listen to us every week and if you've been listening to us for a year you have known we're not out here just spreading bullshit we're actually telling you the truth it's, it's oh. a lot of the shit it takes time to do like this India thing like this is like a year or two in the making mm-hmm. but remember everybody ran around and said oh the AEW impact thing it's only it's only for one time it's a one time only we came on this podcast last week and said don't believe the bullshit it is not a one time only thing this is going to be an ongoing thing no no because my favorite YouTuber and my favorite podcaster said it's a one time only thing guys this is not a one time only thing no uh 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 <sighs> okay dude okay dude <laughs> Like, for real. Like, for real. Like, okay. But yeah. Kenny Omega will be on Impact this week. Really? Shocking, I know. And I'm predicting, I'm predicting, Kenny versus Rich Swan, like you predicted earlier, will be at a pay-per-view of Impact. Yeah. Not an AEW pay-per-view, an Impact pay-per-view. And Kenny's going to take a title. Yeah, eventually they're going to, like, fuse the whole thing. I I see that. I see something like that happening. I know Don Callis is like, fuck this shit, I'm going to AEW. But, yeah. But what if he's saying, fuck that shit, I'm going to AEW? But I'm taking Impact with me. I'll I'll be happy. Like I'll be happy, and I know everybody's like, well, "Why would you want them to finish the kill off a company?" I wouldn't want them to kill off a company, but Impact has been bone dry for a long time. They need a refresh. They need a whole fucking refresh, and them teaming up with AEW is a whole refresh. Yeah. It is giving them a bunch of new stories, giving them a bunch of new people to work with, a bunch of new things to do. Great. It'll it'll be great. Also, the Impact, I mean, the AEW women, they need people to wrestle with, and they actually need to be seen, like Impact women. So now that Impact women actually have the tag team titles coming in, so... Exactly. They need more competition. Because in... Like, to me, Impact Women has the second strongest 
division to WWE NXT. That's true. And I know some people... But at the same time... Some people are like, what? No, I was going to say, that's true, but at the same time, I feel like their division is small. Like, it seemed like it was really hard to make the tag team division. Yeah, like, their, their division is small, but their division is strong as fact of personality and in-ring work and storylines. Like, that's that's what make them entertaining. 100%, yeah. Like, there was a time there where Impact's women, even before this, was, like, the fucking best in the world. And everybody's like, Jesus, like, their fucking women's division is fucking awesome. Yeah, like, but yeah, like, Awesome Kong, like a few others, like, they they made that fucking division. Even as far as last year with Taya Valkyrie and Tessa Blanchard and Jordan Grace and Rosemary, even what is her name? Ali, Ali was there. Mm It was another. It was another person there. Sue Young. When Sue Young got there, it was a fucking big ass, badass group of women that was like, "Yo, we can kick ass and we're awesome." Hey, like that. Like that was fucking awesome. But yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. Like the most it will help is the women division. Like everything else is okay, you know. Nah, I, I think everybody else needs a fucking dip in a lake of reincarnation. <laughs> Yo, what if they do that shit? Yo, I I would be okay with it because. Impact just needs something. Like, we have said that, like, that's almost like MLW, how they need a rejuvenation. Yeah. But, yeah, but, like, they need a fucking redo. They need a whole fucking redo. Like, what if he fucks around and puts, like, both, like, logos in the lake? Like, he, I mean, Matt Hardy, for those of you that don't know. I know you knew exactly who I was talking about. Mm-hmm. He fucks around and actually makes um, Elite Impact uh, um, Championship Wrestling. Dude, I'm perfectly fine with it. I'm perfectly fine with it. Even though they would be still in the title of our last podcast, yeah, I'm perfectly fine with it. Yeah, they steal everything else, perfectly. so might as well. Yeah, they literally steal everything else. Just like earlier today, there was a report that The Rock may be working on projects and he won't be available for WrestleMania 20. Wait, he won't be available for WrestleMania 37? What? That is... Dude, that is what? That is shocking. Like, who could come up with something like that? And who can say, what? That's why that Goldberg thing was a possibility? Oh my God. Like, yeah, just being a total Like, it's dick. funny. Like, I totally forgot 
we're not on camera and I'm doing the RVD thing every time you're, you're saying it. Ooh. Because <laughs> <laughs> we just reported on it earlier in the podcast and as soon as we reported on it, everybody just goes, you know what? Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, we know. We reported on it. Like, it wasn't just us being, just making up. I keep telling you, we're not making up shit. We're fucking telling you what's going on, but you're just too, you know, just too scared to believe it. Just stop being scared. Believe it. Like, if I was as handsome as Roman Reigns, you would believe it. I believe it. But you know what? It doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. Like, like, what else can we talk about on this podcast? What, like, what else do we need to talk about? Uh, Is there anything else wrestling related? Hmm. We talked about Zeus, right? Already? Yes, we talked about Zeus. Okay. Yes. Um, off the top of my head, no, there's nothing else. Just like the quote unquote one off. <laughs> yeah. Just like this podcast. This podcast is a one-off. This, it started off as a one-off and then it just kept being one-off every week because it would be that one episode a week. That's why it was a one-off. Yeah. Oh, shit. I get it. I get it. But yeah, this year is coming to a close and we will compile a list of our favorite matches of this year, even though we can't remember what actually happened this year and what happened a year before or the year. This year is crazy, but we're going to find a way to compile a list of our favorite matches of this year. And we're going to talk about it coming up at the end of the year. Corona time. So, That's what we're calling it. That we're, that's exactly what we're fucking calling calling that episode. Oh Corona. Huh? But yeah, since since we're officially done the podcast and, and there's nothing else to say, and there's nothing else to talk about wrestling wise, uh, you know, 